Welcome to Personal Finance Decoded, where we talk everything money related, savings, budgeting, investing, stocks, bonds, real estate, get your money right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our inaugural podcast of Personal Finance Decoded, brought to you by Young Money Solutions Incorporated. My name is Howard Johnson. I am the CEO of Young Money Solutions, and I am your host. Today, I have with me my executive team from Young Money Solutions, who are also my co-hosts. From uh, the top, we have Mr. Brian Ferguson, Executive Vice President of Young Money Solutions. We have Ms. Janicia Dorius Brinson. She is the CFO and COO. We have Mr. Jay Smith, who is our Vice President of Public Relations and Community Engagement. And last but not least, we have Mr. Roy Gilmore, who is an officer and board member. Welcome guys to our inaugural podcast for personal finance decoded and we hope that you all are excited about it so please give everyone a shout out real quick before we move on hey how's it going this is brian welcome to our podcast hey this is janicia welcome hope you enjoy our segment today hi this is jay smith welcome hope you enjoy hey and this is roy gilmore welcome to our podcast hope you guys enjoy and get a lot out of uh, what we have to say today thank you guys what we're going to do now is we're going to have uh, each one of our executive team members talk about their personal money journey, their personal money story, and then loop it back to uh, how they became attracted to and uh, contributed to the creation of Young Money Solutions. So we're going to take it uh, from the top with Mr. Brian Ferguson, our executive vice president. Brian, what's your money story, man? Thank you so much for that intro, uh, Howard. Uh, so I'm originally, I was, you know, born and raised in the Bahamas, you know, in our communities, there's no financial literacy at all, but I grew up not necessarily, you know, having a real understanding of what money was other than something that you work for and you get it at the end of the month and something that you don't have a lot of, uh, so much so that, you know, my mother who was a single parent had to move to another Island and leave me with my grandparent to look after me while she go in the pursuit of, you know, trying to make a better life uh, for me, uh, being an only child. And uh, I still remember the day, you know, going to visit her on the, on, the, on the island on my breaks. And I would be with her two, three o'clock in the morning sometimes because she worked uh, for the government. And just working to just work overtime as much as she had because she just knew that she wanted to provide a better life for me than she had. And it wasn't until... Honestly, maybe 10 years ago that I was able to, you know, relocate to the U.S. is when I started to learn more about finances. You know, I started to look in, into, you know, investing, saving, budgeting. And, and I got a clearer picture and better understanding of what money really is and how it really works. So what attracted me was the fact that being able to change the future, you know, there's an opportunity for me not to change the future of my kids, but also the future of all of our communities of color and those that are, you know, that, that, that struggle to make ends meet. So uh, this is something that I'm very passionate about because, 
you know, I want I want to be able to to leave my mark in this world, and I believe this is the best way that I could, you know, do that through uh, Young Money Solutions. All right, thank you, Brian. That's very powerful. Very powerful. Um, Janicia, Janicia Brinson, our COO slash CFO. You are up next. Take it away. All right. Well, thanks for having me. To be quite honest with you, like most of us on here, I am also a product of Islanders. So my dad is of Haitian descent. My mom is from the West Caribbean, St. Lucia. And growing up, money-wise, my parents, you know, being immigrants to the U.S., their method was work as hard as possible, get a degree, and save as much as possible. Um, so growing up, one thing I can say is that my parents worked diligently and ensured that, you know, all of us were afforded what we so-called the American dream, went off to college, and been able to, you know, do better for ourselves. But in that, I would say my experience with money is <laughs> just been you know, living a frugal lifestyle, not spending as much as you have coming in to make sure if there's something that happens on a rainy day, you have something, you know, that you can borrow from or use in order to take care of this situation that came up. So I know um, being an adult now, I'm not going to lie, I've made a lot of mistakes, especially in college. They used to give us these free credit cards, movie tickets, um, extra cash back, whatever, you name it, they gave it to us. And it was like every college student dream was to have a credit card. Um, throughout my adult life, I realized that wasn't the best method to take because whatever you borrow, whatever you use, you actually need to pay back with interest. And they don't tell you if you don't pay it in full how much interest they charge onto it. And your interest could be sky high. But anyways, I've learned my lesson. I paid off all my debt. Um, and right now I am actually you know, enjoying this moment of giving back and teaching young, you know, young people, especially girls about being financially savvy, budgeting, and making sure that just because you have a job, you don't spend every single dollar that you have, but instead you invest it, look into different opportunities to make your money grow for you. So my ultimate goal is to make sure that I contribute as much as possible when it comes to our curriculum to make sure that our, um, participants get the most out of the services we have to offer and have a better understanding of financial um, literacy and the basic knowledge. Thank you. All right. That's powerful. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for sharing that, uh, Janicia. All right. Mr. Jay Smith, Vice President, Public Relations and Community Engagement. Take it away. All right. Thank you for that intro, sir. Uh, good evening, everybody. So with me, uh, unlike some of the other uh, individuals on this podcast, I'm a product of Americans <laughs> from here. Uh, however, I was raised in the inner city. So I was raised at that time by a single mom. So with that, I did get teaching. You know, you earn a dime, you save a nickel. That's what the preach was to me as a kid. You know, of course, you don't understand. You just like, all right, earn a dime, you save a nickel. So I understand what the thought process was and the philosophy behind that. However, it was not enough, um, I guess, explanation and, and, and diversity in regards to what to do with that. So coming up, you see that struggle with, with your mom, you know, at the time, single with four kids, struggling. She was trying to teach us to do different and do better, but it wasn't related in a way that it can be understood and applied as I became an adult. Now being an adult, I have a family of my own. I have five kids. 
So I understand what, what she was trying to preach and teach. And my goal now is to make sure that I'm preaching and teaching. Yes, you earn a dime, you save a nickel, but explain it to them what you're doing with that nickel that you're saving. How are you going to make that nickel work for you? Where to put that nickel so that it is working for you? So being able to elaborate more now and, and passing that on to my kids so that they're building a future for themselves, but also generations to come, because you don't want to just enrich your own kids. You want you want to enrich, enrich your, your grandkids' grandkids. You want to build that wealth so that it is going down generations, which is not an easy task, but it starts with knowledge. It starts with having the information necessary for you to be successful. So what I found very interesting when I, I met up with this team of individuals on the, on the podcast is everyone had like minds, like goals in regards to, to teaching and, and preaching this to less fortunate or some that are less knowledgeable, not always less fortunate. They just may not know what to do with it. So that was very intriguing and enticing to me to want to partake in that because again, uh, like someone stated, you know, it takes a village to, to raise a child. So you want to raise up as many individuals as you possibly can to give them that knowledge to be successful, not only now, but for uh, future generations to come. So I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to this. And I want to be able to share some of the knowledge that I've been given along my walk in life with um, handling monies and knowing what to do with monies and how to build that 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 nest egg for yourself and for your your children's children. So with that being said, I thank you for this opportunity, guys, and look forward to reaching a, a lot of people out there and helping assist with the uh, finances. That's awesome, Jay. Thank you very much for that. Very powerful. All right, Mr. Roy Gilmore, officer, board member, Young Money Solutions. Uh, you're up next. Take it away. Thank you, Howard. Um, you know, to echo the sentiments of the, of the, the speakers before me, uh, really appreciate being a part of this uh, amazing opportunity to reach our communities, uh, provide some education, provide support um, to those who uh, are either unaware that this information's out there or believe that they have to jump through hoops to get it because that's that's not the case. So um, I, I grew up on an island, but it wasn't an island like um, our, our CFO, C, uh, Vice, Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer um, have ties to. I grew up on Long Island, Long Island, New York. And um, you know, a lot of people think about New York, they think about, oh, you have Manhattan, you have, you know, the Hamptons, you have, you, you have, there's money out there, there's old money, and there's young money, and there's people without money. And I was fortunate enough growing up that my father worked very hard to start and keep his business going for, I want to say we're, we're now in, heading into the 60th year that the funeral home has been around. And it's, it's uh, truly a blessing that we've been able to serve the community for, for so long. But to Jay's point, I, while I was you know, raised to understand that you know, hard work, uh, save, you know, save 10% or save 50% or say, you know, put something away for yourself, um, give something back to the church. You know, I was, I was also given those, those anecdotal learning or understanding of, you know, what to do with money. I really wasn't ever laid out to me as here's a plan for you. When you turn 18, this is what you should do with your paychecks. When you get out of college, here's what you should be doing. So, uh, that's what really interested me about joining this opportunity is to, you know, hopefully we, we get to, you know, talk to those 
college students to Genesia's point that are, you know, getting those credit card offers and not really understanding what they're signing up for or talking to the single parents who, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, get ahead and, and make ends meet and give them some ideas about how they can diversify their portfolios or just get into some basic uh, investing or just basic saving. Um, so really, uh, really looking forward to uh, continuing these conversations uh, working with the group from a from a uh, uh, what really led me to wanted wanting to to get involved here was I had been working in banks for about eight years and um, taking phone calls, uh, email contacts, little reading letters from customers who were um, you know just saying things like I'm I'm putting my money in your bank and I just need just need a little bit of time I just need this loan I I need help I need you know all the asking the bank for all the for all this help and then uh, I got into consumer reporting and started seeing the same thing like we have our, uh, our 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 consumer population asking big business for help and big business will provide some resources but I, I really think it's up to us those of us that have had um, so have made some good choices or even made the wrong choices and just have a story to tell um, to give back to the community. So that's what I'm most looking forward to as we continue these uh, conversations. Thank you. Thank you very much, Roy. Thank you very much, everybody. And just real quickly for me, um, with my personal money story, uh, just like Brian, I was born and raised in the Bahamas, a little small island called Eleuther and I guess my, the genesis of my money story uh, came from two, 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 two very important things. The first thing was curiosity, and the second thing was contradiction. So curiosity was um, birthed in me from my grandfather. My grandfather um, was a farmer, um, and he was a uh, garbage truck driver fisherman, jack of all trades kind of guy, you know, really a handy, handy guy. He could do anything, you know, and, um, but he was an avid newspaper reader and he would always get the newspaper every day, every day, every day, you name it, local newspapers, Wall Street Journal, you know, um, you name it, U.S. newspapers, everything. And so my grandpa would sit down sometimes and I hear him talking about uh, stocks you know, he'd be saying, oh, Coca-Cola, because, you know, they had the prices in the newspaper wasn't electronic or anything. So, you know, he would be talking about Coca-Cola and Procter and Gamble, some of these old legacy companies. And then I, I would see it on TV as well. You know, you'd see the Dow Jones Industrial and the S&P 500. And so I kind of connected those things. And it was very fascinating for me, but I seemed... I felt so far away from all of it, but I was curious and interested because my grandpa would always reference it and talk about it as he read the newspaper when I was around. So uh, there was a natural curiosity towards all things money for me that emanated from my grandfather's interest. Um, so that's the curiosity. The contradiction came from the fact that in the Bahamas, uh, we're so close to the United States where we're, we're very influenced by all things American. And one of the important things um, in Bahamian life is to have the opportunity to travel to America. You know, Bahamians go for vacation. Uh, shopping is huge, you know, um, 
folks go multiple times a year and they always shop. So there was a, 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 an inherent discipline around saving money to go shopping in America or in preparation for vacationing in America in Bahamian families. Now we're talking about folks who are, you know, blue, mostly blue collar people, but they had the discipline to save when it was time for vacations or when it was time just to go shopping because goods and all of this, you know, groceries and, and other goods and clothing and stuff were much cheaper in the United States as opposed to buying locally in the Bahamas. So there was that discipline. But if someone got sick on one of those little islands where there's no hospital, they'd have to be transported by plane, obviously for emergency care, to Nassau. And that was very expensive to get an emergency flight. So the contradiction was everybody has money for shopping in Miami and vacationing, but everybody's running around trying to find money when a relative is in a bad car accident or takes sick during the middle of the night, you know, there's this frantic um, jump, for lack of a better word, to finding some money. And I found that to be very contradictory because <laughs> that there was no prioritization in my mind. Like the priority should be having money set aside for those emergencies as opposed to for your vacationing and stuff. And so that contradiction kind of didn't sit well with me. And I was like, you know, I, I don't want to be like this when I grow up. You know, I, I need to prioritize my money. And so we fast forward a little bit. And I, you know, I had the opportunity to come to the United States um, for university. And my first, I'll never forget my first couple of days, maybe my first week on campus. Um, and uh, I saw these guys standing up in the university commons. I mean, uh, you know, dude standing up there with his nice sports jacket on, semi-formal dress, you know, hair, you know, nice hair like Clark Kent. You know, dude looked like he could be the president of the college Republicans, you know, and he had that slick talk too. And then, hey, buddy, um, you know, uh, um, is this your first time? Are, are you a freshman? I'm like, no, I'm a transfer, you know, junior, UWF. All right, man, come over here. Let me, t let me talk to you for a minute. You know, school pride, you know, he showed me that credit card with our um, with our mascot, you know, school, you know, university logo on there. And, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. I just came from the Bahamas. I have this opportunity. This is my new school. You know, I got school pride. And, you know, he just selling me on the uh, credit card. You need to tell me about paying back the interest rate, you know, after a certain period of time, what it was going to go up to and, you know, pay on time, keep your balance at a certain you know, a certain, use a certain percentage, only use a certain percentage of your credit, all that good stuff. I never heard it from him. You know, he just told me that I have the opportunity to get the school credit card and I can make purchases and I don't have to pay the full amount um, back right away for what I purchased. And that was it. And so I got sucked into that. And of course, you know, I messed that up. And so that was very problematic. Um, and that was my first lesson, um, practical lesson of messing up. And it, I felt I felt violated. I felt vulnerable, and I didn't I didn't like it. And so, right there, I made that decision, you know, to kind of get better at 
at, at handling money and being more responsible. And so those, those were where the seeds were planted, but it germinated when I met, met up with all of you guys. And through our various interactions with each other, we started talking about these things and realized that we were so like-minded. And not only were we, we were not only bouncing our, some of our personal money stories off of each other, but I noticed that we had that we all had that desire to do something. We wanted to do something about it. We were, we were not only passionate, but we wanted to do something. And so I think that's where Young Money emerged. Um, and for our audience, um, <laughs> we're going to leave it there. But trust me, you're going to get the rest of it. We're going to fill in all the blanks as we go along. Um, throughout this first season of our podcast, uh, you'll find out more and more about Young Money and the great work that we're doing. And um, we just appreciate having you all and um, for being here to partner with us and for listening. And thank you very much and have a great evening. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say before we end our podcast? Nope, just excited to have everybody join us on this journey. Absolutely. Ditto. Yes. All right. Thank you, everybody. And that's the end of our podcast. We'll see you next time on Personal Finance Decoded. Thank you very much.